Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sideline the Sideline podcast. This episode we're bringing you the conference game preview. We got four teams left. Chiefs, Bills, Packers, and the Buccaneers. Four of the best quarterbacks in the league going at it for a right to play in Tampa Bay. Heck of a narrative there. Heck of a narrative. So we're going to waste no time. I got Austin and Michael with me. We're going to get right into it. We're going to start with the first game on the slate, the Packers and the Buccaneers. Matchup of two of the greatest quarterbacks we have seen. And, you know, all time for that matter, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Tom Brady plays one year in the NFC and automatically makes it to an NFC title game. Go figure. What he does. What he does. We have so many narratives with this weekend's game. So many narratives possible with these Super Bowl matchups. I feel like the only one that doesn't have like a true narrative is the Bills at the Packers, and that would still be a fantastic game nonetheless. But yeah, let's get right into it. And do we want to start with our game picks or do you want to end with our game picks? We can end with them. We can just talk about it a little bit. All right. So here's the real question. Does Tampa Bay punk Green Bay like they did last time? That's what they did on national TV. No, I don't think these previous matchups matter. I mean, the Saints had the Buccaneers number twice, and we saw what happened last Sunday. Noodle arm breeze. That's what we saw. A narrative we cannot stop pushing it off here, I guess, even though. Well, we don't have to push it any longer because he's retired. That's just cruel, man. Stop doing that dirty, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be a close game. I'm really interested to see if they're going to press Devontae Adams. Like, best receiver in football, I think that's... I don't think it matters what you do to Devontae Adams. He's going to get open. I mean, I really like what the four did last weekend, using motion to get Devontae Adams away from Jalen Ramsey, even though he obviously didn't need it. He still was limited last game. He wasn't full-blown Devontae Adams. It sucks, too, because the one thing I'll say about last week's game, I guess I want to bring this up, is... I think we see a different game if, that, if a healthy Aaron Donald's playing in that game because he was an absolute non-factor, just wasn't healthy. True. I mean, you're correct. But, yeah, we have the Green Bay offensive front versus the Tampa Bay defensive front. Tampa Bay might be getting Vita Vea back. And Green Bay is still down David Bakhtiari from a practice injury with a torn ACL. Although... Good for him to get paid before that, by the way. We're all about players getting paid here. But it seems like kind of a mismatch, but the Green Bay's offensive line has been playing really well, even without Bakhtiari. Yeah, it's a pretty good group. I just, it's an elite group in Tampa, so I give the edge to Tampa Bay up front. I mean, Tampa Bay has one heck of a front seven. The linebackers are studs. Yeah, Tampa Bay's defense has looked like one of the best, if not the best, in the league. I just got to commend Todd Bowles. I know his tenure as the New York Jets head coach was kind of rough. He deserves a second shot somewhere. I, I'd rather keep him on Bruce Arian's staff and let him ride out the end with that defense with Brady. I think he will get a second shot somewhere, though, at some point. I mean, he interviewed for a lot of jobs this hiring circle. If he, if he has another good year next year, I can see him getting a job. I mean, while we're still on Tampa Bay and we're just talking about individual pieces on Tampa Bay, I got to talk about Tristan Wirfs. I think he's going to make an all-pro team. He could. He could easily make an all-pro team. Excellent selection in the first round. Yeah, they won that big time. Especially when you see teams like the Giants with Andrew Thomas, and it's just... Oof, uh, yeah. That didn't start out all too well. No, and hey, it's early. He can still turn it around. He really struggled, though. 
he might have to switch the guard, but there's still time. Hello, there is I'm still back. time for him. Offensive mm-hmm. lineman in the first season. Not, we're, we're not declaring bust till three, four years in. And even when we have those rare fifth year breakouts like Devontae Corey. Parker, Corey Davis. Hey, man, even look, give him a benefit of the doubt. Same team. Look what happened with Eric Flowers when he finally got to switch inside the guard when he left. And, yeah, he got a nice contract from Miami, I believe. And it just, it works out in the end. It does indeed work out. So let's talk about Green Bay a little bit. We got Devonta Adams, of course. We don't need to talk much about him. Everyone knows what he is, what he brings to the table. So let's talk about that defense a little bit. Since we were just talking about the Tampa Bay offensive line, does Green Bay have enough in the pass rush to get to Tom Brady? No, maybe. I think they do. I think they have a pretty good pass rush, honestly. But Tom Brady's so good at getting the ball out quick. He doesn't really hold the ball too long. I think they have enough. I just think Brady is a master at getting the ball out quick, so I don't know how much success they'll have. Yeah, they're probably going to have to send an extra guy or two if they want to do some serious damage. I mean, yeah, they do have Kenny Clark and the self-proclaimed Smith bros. So that'll be an interesting matchup to watch. I'll be keeping an eye on the line of scrimmage a lot during this game. And I just want to talk about Tampa Bay's wide receivers as they're, they're all hurt. They're all hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Except my boy, Tyler Johnson. Go Gophers, but Scotty Miller, baby. Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult to see which one of those three play ABs a well, game time decision. I think he's the only one that's at real risk of missing. True. Mike Evans toughed it out last week. I imagine he'll tough it out again. And I didn't really see what the injury report said for Godwin, but I just imagine he plays. So do you think that if Mike Evans plays, do you think they try to use him as a decoy if he's not? I think Mike Evans is fine. I'm not worried about that with him. Well, he's going to get the Jair treatment. Yeah, that's true. I would be worried if Antonio Brown's listed as playing. Fair enough. Because he probably has a knee sprain, and I just don't know one week rest how healthy he can really be. All right, and let's – Let's finish off talking about individual players before we talk about the game. I just want to talk about the Tampa Bay backfield real quick. Oh, this is my moment. This is your moment. I'm going to let you have it. Playoff Lenny is in the building. Hey, he's been so good. And even last week had a real good showing against a really tough Saints running defense. He's getting a payday, and I'm happy. You're going to lose your bet that he would be out of the league after his first contract because he ain't gone yet. I got awfully close. You did. I got very close. (laughs) You did did win the bet, though. McCaffrey is better than Fournette. I can admit that. But Fournette ain't out of here yet, and he's still playing good, meaningful football in the playoffs. It's one of the rare things I could do. I could scout running backs. But, yeah, so let's just talk about this game. What do we think is going to happen in these matchup of two of the best quarterbacks of all time? I can't stress that enough. It's such an easy tagline to use for me. But what do you think goes down? Before that, I got to ask you a question. How did all of us do with our picks last week? I went four for four. I went four for four. I didn't. I know I didn't. (laughs) I have to go back and listen to it. I doubled back and picked the Ravens over the Bills. I picked Cleveland plus 10, but I didn't pick them to win the game. You picked Kansas City to win the game. Yeah. I think you picked picked Rams. I think you did. I did pick the Rams. I went two and two. Ooh, I'm extending that lead on you. I have to post the results on the Twitter. I picked Tampa, and I picked Kansas City. The only game I have wrong this postseason was picking the stinking Bears, bro. (laughs) Mm. Hey, you've had a pretty profitable playoffs, and that shows why you're getting the games right, and that's the key. That is the key for FanDuel, DraftKings. Keep an eye out for our DraftKings show as well. It should be going around same time as this. 
But yeah, I'll update the picks pool on the Twitter. I'll post both week status and we'll keep track about how everyone's doing up until this point. But yeah, let's just talk about what we think is going to happen. I'm going to lead here first. I got to keep it 100. Both of my Super Bowl picks from the playoff preview show are still alive. I'm not changing a thing. I got Buccaneers 27-20 over the Packers. Tom Brady is going to go into Lambeau and he's going to fling the ball around. He is going to depend on playoff Leonard Fournette. This is where Leonard Fournette becomes a legend. It's your... In Tampa Bay, not not playoff legend. That's that's safe for Tony Michelle. He would have gotten it there if it wasn't for those meddling kids, also known as the referees in the New England game. Yeah, about that. All right. Well, I guess I'll let Ralph finish on this one. I got Tampa Bay as well, and I got them 27-24. I think it's a close game. I just think they're better at almost every position group, so they're who I'll go with. Better at every position group. I, I like the take, except corner one. I mean, I don't know, though. They're, yeah, I guess you're right. Jair is just that good. See, for me, I want to be different and go the Packers, but I can't. It's playoff football. It's Tom Brady. I have Bucks. I got them 34-30. I think we have a high score in one. All right. So I know we did bets last week. I'm going to change it up here. I know I didn't ask you this beforehand, but I'm going to ask you two things. One you might have to look up real quick. One's just off the top of the head. So I'm going to give you the one to look up, but we're going to do the one that is off the top of the head first. So the one that you guys could look at is a bet for the game that you are sure is going to happen. Like your, so our locks. Your bet locks. and right, That's you too. Well, yeah, because you don't have a sports book yet. Yes, sir. Tomorrow, though. I will tomorrow. You could just say what you think is going to happen. Like Yeah. Well, I'll get out of your guys' way with that, and I'll do that real quick. No, well, we're going to start with the first touchdown. Who do we think is going to score the first touchdown of this football game? To preface this, Ryan had both of the Saturday games correct. I had both of the Sunday games correct. Bro, if you would have parlayed that Sunday game, you would have won five grand, bro. (laughs) You hate to see it. Hey, man. I will say Devontae Adams is probably the favorite for this because when they're in close, they just throw the ball to Devontae Adams. Oh, it's but, the, st- the stats. It's the stats, man. Yeah, exactly. He's, um, he's the first touchdown scorer in 46% of the games he's played. I think Tampa Bay comes out. If they get ball first, they have a real impressive first drive, and they punch it in with Leonard Fournette in close. So I'll go Leonard Fournette. As bad as I want to go Devontae Adams again, I don't know if I could do it, man. I like to say that Leonard Fournette is like, if you want to pick for odds at – 13-1, to 1, I feel like Leonard Fournette should be the favorite. He's behind Adams, Jones, Evans, Tanyan, and Godwin. That sounds like a really good bet. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like Plenty a Plenty really of value there. Plenty of value there. I love the pick. Okay, my logical choice would be Devonta Adams, but I really want to go out, and my gut is telling me to pick another Packers wide receiver. So I'm going to do just that. I'm going to pick Alan Lazard. Okay. I have a, I have yeah, a I feeling. Don't, I don't hate that. I have a gut feeling. I feel like Devon, Devontae Adams is going to score at some point during this game. Like, Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like Alan Lazar could catch one of those sneaky 40-yard passes. Definitely. I mean, he had one last week for a touchdown. He had another one that he dropped that almost would have been a touchdown. Like, he's getting the looks. Exactly. He's getting the looks. And at 14-1, to 1, I'll take my chance. Although, if you want to make the smart money bet, like we said, Devontae Adams has scored the first touchdown in – 40-some, 50-some percent of the games he's played. So if you want to take the smart bet, go with Devontae Adams, but I'm going with the gut here. 
Now, see, for me, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Ryan. I, I don't think Adam scores the first, but I do think it is a Packer. And that is leading me to Tanyan. He didn't get a whole lot of action last week, but he came off the regular season on a nice, productive streak. And we've seen that Rodgers has liked to target him when they get close to the red zone. So I think a big, I mean, any week, a big aspect of first touchdown scorer is coin toss. So that leads me to Tanyan. But my backup pick, in case the Buccaneers were to get it, I like Cameron Brake. He he you got a lot of looks. Tripling down on these tight end takes, dude. I am, but like, I I'm just looking at the board and like seeing how many times Tom Brady targeted him last week, and the targets have been there. I'll give you that. Yeah, the last two weeks, I brought it up on the DraftKings show. The targets have been there. Exactly. So like, if he's getting targets, there's a good chance that he could pop one in. So, but I mean, I, I'm gonna double down on Tanyan. And that's my pick for this game. Tripling down on the tight ends. We're long past triple down. I'm just calling with that. But I might double down on Alan Lazard. I see that his over-under total is 45 and a half. I really think if he gets one of those long passes, which I think Rodgers will look his way because I feel like Rodgers is one of his favorite targets outside of Tunyon and Adams. But there's a lot to like. Like, I'll admit that I like betting the over more than the under. So another one that I like is Marcus Valdez-Scantling. His over is 29 and a half. That's one 30-yard catch. I'd, I'd be willing to guarantee that he gets at least one look of 30 yards this game. I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to be caught, but I'm going to say Roger's going to look his way downfield at least one time. I don't so, mind it. It seems like it always happens. I'll get mine out of the way real quick and then let you guys discuss things. I don't know the odds on this. Like I said, I don't have sportsbook where I'm at. Not until tomorrow. Leonard Fournette, anytime touchdown. That would be my bet. That's two to one. That's a good one as well. That would be mine. Hey, man, I don't hate the doubling down. We're doing a lot of doubling and tripling down here. But when you believe in a player, especially in a two-game Hey, kind of Fournette scores touchdowns when he gets all the work. That's what he does. You can say whatever you want about Leonard Fournette, but over the course of his career, he has found a way to find the end zone. He definitely has. So that concludes our picks from this game. All three for the underdog Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So let's get into the real AFC championship game. We got the Chiefs and the Bills at 640 on CBS with Mr. Romo. What do we start Romo with? Do, man, baby. What do we start with and why is it Patrick Mahomes injury? I think that's the biggest question mark this game has. I think you got to start there. I mean, it looks like he's going to be a go. At this point, I'm willing to say 99% positive that he goes. He ain't missing this game, especially since I don't think it's a concussion. He's looked okay in drills from what I've heard, but... Like I, told, like I told you before, I'm more worried about the foot than I am the concussion. Yeah, he told this on the DraftKings show. But he's going to be fine, though. He might be a little less mobile... But I think he's good to go. All right. So that is the biggest question mark of this game. Will Patrick Mahomes be healthy enough to lead the Chiefs to victory over a fiery nuclear? I'm running out of words. Extreme hot. I don't know. Like I'm just naming. I feel like I'm naming wing flavors at this point. Like <laughs> speaking of wing flavors, let's tell you about the Buffalo Bills. Exactly. Ah, yes. Exactly. There we go. Let's talk about Buffalo. They looked a little off last week, but I think the Ravens, like Mike said on the DraftKings show, was a good matchup for them. Like, not a good matchup, a bad matchup. My bad. They matched Baltimore up well. matched up well with Buffalo. And 
the wins were insane during that game. We were talking about, Austin, you mentioned the first touchdown score depends on the coin toss. Well, that game, at least I had to sweat till four or five minutes left in the second quarter, it felt like. That game was brutal. Absolutely brutal game for scoring. But it looks like Buffalo is going to be committed to the pass as they don't have a significant threat in the backfield. Even before Zach Moss went down, at least they were using Zach Moss. Yeah, Zach Moss showed some flashes here and there. But you cannot be one-dimensional against this Chiefs team. Especially when the one way that they are productive is in pass defense. We're going to need to see Josh Allen absolutely just carry this team. I was looking for carry props on my sports book because I would have to take the over on Allen's carries. I would. I think he needs to see at least nine to ten carries this game to provide some kind of change of pace. Like Dable has done an excellent job, and I don't know why he's not a head coach. And we're going to talk about that more in the off season. But Josh Allen has seen such a uptick from what his last year was. Like it's almost one of a kind to see that big of a bump in accuracy. Like I know I was all about accuracy couldn't be fixed and i know i've ranted about that enough yeah me and you had arguments <laughs> on top of arguments <laughs> about this we have but like this is such an isolated incident. like if you go back like no one's seen their accuracy spike like this exactly it's could it be Would he go up 13 percentage points or something like that this is some it's like 11 12 something stupid like that i mean a lot of that has to do with adding stefan Diggs, but yeah, 11 definitely. did like 13 points you can't well, tell me that's all Stefan Dix. Okay, here's the thing that needs to be brought up with this. Having two very good low ADOT receivers. I mean, Stefan Dix is kind of a do-it-all, but you also have him and Cole Beasley. I just think that it's a more complete offense. And you saw it in Cam Newton's last years in Carolina. The way to fix a quarterback's accuracy is to get small, good route runners on low eight-out throws with one after the catch. That is the way to fix inaccurate quarterbacks. You still take your shots. You still do that. But you need a short passing game to fix accuracy. That's how you fix it. And I think they've done a very good job of implementing that along with still keeping his strength of the deep ball relevant. Yeah, shout out Brian Dable. You're going to be a head coach next year. Definitely. I honestly think he passed down a job somewhere. There's no way he didn't get off. Oh, Philly Philly offered him a job, I'm pretty sure. Back to my Eagles. Exactly. Yeah, he turned him down. I mean, the the Chargers chose Brandon Staley over him, it sounds like. But yeah, that, that guy looked like a great candidate as well. So Yeah, so I mean, as for Josh Allen, who we've heard all the headlines about, as well as Stefan Diggs, I feel like Tredavious White, is underappreciated somehow in all oh, of this. Oh, he's definitely underappreciated. Because when you talk about Buffalo here, like all you talk about is the offense, but Tredavious White's, and I, I don't want to call him an all-pro cornerback because there's so many that you can call an all-pro cornerback, but he's an elite cornerback in this league. I mean, is it really a stretch to call him all-pro? Just because I think there's 20 different ones that you can call all-pro, it feels like. It does feel that way, but yeah, Buffalo is just, kudos to them, man. They have built largely through the draft, and they've signed the pieces that they need. They made the one big move, it feels like. See, here's the other thing. I watched a show that talked about it, and this is 100% true. The thing that they did, it's, it's kind of funny because these two teams mirror each other because of when they started their rebuild. You look at the Jets, and you look at the Bills. I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes was initially the Bills pick. And you look, right? And the Jets and the Bills, they both get their new head coach. They both get their draft same time, right? Both get their quarterbacks. Tell me what happened to the Jets, Michael. 
the Jets, they spend a boatload of money on C.J. Mosley and Le'Veon Bell. The Bills, they take their time. They wait until day two. They have good signings, fill out their roster, and they make their one big trade for Stephon Diggs once they're, they feel ready. The Jets, all big-name free agents that just haven't worked out, and the quarterbacks haven't developed because they don't have the proper stuff around them. I kind of think Sam Darnold's not that good, but he's had no shot. I mean, there was no chance in hell that he was going to succeed with that team and that coach. At least he's had more of a shot than Josh Rosen. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Pour one so, out for the homie. I just think that the Bills have built it right, and they did it through the right spendings and the prudent decisions, and it's paying off now. It is indeed paying off. We've talked about the Bills' offense. We've talked a little bit about the Bills' defense. I feel like their linebacking core and the rest of their secondary is extremely underrated. As we saw Teron Johnson return that interception for a touchdown last week, he's been playing lights out as well. But let's talk about the rest of the Chiefs team. Because when you think of the Chiefs, you think Patrick Mahomes, and then you automatically think Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, those three in that order. And... I feel like if you're hinging your hopes on offensive weapons, I feel like those are the two that you want to hinge them on most of the time for any team. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you have to scheme so much to defend these two guys. It'll be interesting to see Tredavious White versus Tyree Kill. I feel like we're going to see that a lot on Sunday. But it'll be interesting to see how they scheme Kelsey out of the game, or at least attempt to. They got some really good linebackers in Buffalo. They do. They match up well with this Chiefs offense, but Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are just that special. Yeah. That it's going to be almost impossible to take them both completely out of the game. Like a lot of the times we've seen teams like the Patriots take one and just let the other beat you. And that's the right decision to make. And the closest thing you saw to a team slowing down Kansas City was Detroit last year. And I'm not going to give that, that man any credit. Not even giving that man credit for slowing down the best offense in the league. Well, what they did is every single play, two deep safeties, they said, run the ball and throw it short. You're not beating us deep. And Mahomes really struggled. And the one knock on Mahomes is what? He's not the most accurate quarterback. Dynamic playmaker, great player, but he's not the most accurate. So if they're able to do something like that, I I think that's the only shot you have. I don't know that they're going to do that. We'll see what happens on Sunday. We'll see how they slow Kayla and Kelsey down. They're going to try to get Hardman and maybe Watkins if he plays to beat them. Maybe they're going to focus a lot on Darrell Williams. We'll see what happens there with the running back situation as Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looks like he's going to play, but we'll see how much of the workload he ends up taking. But I feel like we have to talk about the Chiefs defense before we close it out. I feel like they are one of the most, I know I said underappreciated before, but I want to double back to that word because I feel like it only feels right with Kansas City. Because last year, down the playoff stretch, they were playing out of their mind. This year, they played very well. I just don't think they get any credit for what the team does when they when the defense plays well. They hey, look, they're an elite pass defense. They can't stop the run to save their lives. Which matches up very well with Buffalo. It does. Yeah. We'll see how they scheme Tyron and everyone else on that defense, along with Chris Jones. We'll see what kind of impact he has on the game. But... Yeah, there's not really much to talk about outside of how are they going to shut down Stefan Diggs and what are they going to do with Cole Beasley in the slot? Yeah, that's the one benefit. And I, th- I think it's like maybe the most underrated part of Kansas City is they, I mean, they have one of the most dynamic defensive playmakers in the league in Tyron Matthew. And his ability to match up in the slot or match up on a tight end, it's just so 
important to what they do and how they do things. And I think that's a strength that will pay dividends in this matchup. I could definitely get on board with that take, but let's get right into our game picks. I'm just going to go first. Like I said, I'm not thinking twice. Both of my pre-playoffs rule picks are still in. Give me Chiefs in a high-scoring game. I'm going to go I'm going to go up there. I'm going to go 41-34 Kansas City. All right. Well, for me, I also like the Chiefs. I'm going to go 34 Chiefs, 17 Bills. Ooh, 17-point victory. I think they struggle a little bit in this game. I think they need one more piece before they can be a serious threat to Kansas City. So, for me, if Henny's at the helm, I got Bills by a lot. If Mahomes is at the helm, I got Bills by a little. I got Bills either way. It's Bills Mafia, ride or die. And I'm going to go Bills 28, Chiefs 24. This pick has been endorsed by Austin's playoff pool. <laughs> yes, it has. I respect I also, it. I also believe that the Bills can win this game, and I think they can do it convincingly. I respect the belief in your, your playoff pool. But yeah, any final takes as we go out? Josh Allen, first touchdown score. Oh, I forgot to do our bets real quick. First touchdown score. What do we got, Mike? We're just going to do that as we're running out of time here. Depending on if he plays, Sammy Watkins, anytime score. All right. I'm going to roll with, I don't want to be predictable again. I don't want to double down like I did last week. I'm going to go the Austin route here. Give me Dawson Knox first touchdown. I, I love it. I love it. It's for your brand. For the but brand. Anyway, that, that is all the time we have here for us for austin michael and myself we hope to see you on our many super bowl preview shows we got two weeks of shows lined up we may have a special guest or maybe two we'll see what kind of tricks we have up our sleeves here at sideline to sideline as for us we are signing off see you next time and see you for the super bowl goodbye